Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your Zurich Classic Round 1 recap. And joining me to break it all down, it's Kyle Porter. KP, we almost didn't make it on air to talk about the Zurich. We were very busy talking about other things backstage. We are just... I mean, I feel like I could go for an hour before we even get to the Zurich. I'm reading a bunch of different books, watching shows. I got uh, Nerf Wars inside. I mean, we could, I could do anything. You just give me a topic and we'll talk about it. But for people listening, they probably don't want to hear about any of that. They probably actually do want to hear about the Zurich Classic. We are going to talk about the Zurich Classic. And if you're looking for other things to listen to, then let me tell you about the all-new Stitcher podcast app. It's been rebuilt from the ground up to make it easier to listen to podcasts on the go or on the revamped web player. Stitcher is home to all your favorite podcasts from classics like My Favorite Murder, This American Life, and How Did This Get Made? All the CBS shows such as Eye on College Basketball, Fantasy Baseball Today, and of course, your favorite, The First Cut. In Stitcher, you have more control like setting your download preferences per show and the ability to listen at virtually any speed with stitcher you can listen to your podcast anytime anywhere so give the all-new stitcher a try download it in the app store or at stitcherapp.com slash download rick if you were to use the stitcher app to listen to another podcast besides the first cut or the early yeah. edge which you also appear on or yes. 300 yards to nowhere which you also do you how many podcasts are you on uh, half a dozen or so so if no, you like let <laughs> take all of those take all of those out of it what's one that you would listen to on stitcher so like what's your uh, go-to this is the no one would peg me for this so I'll, this is the one i'll, I'll give out mm, there is okay. a guy uh this is there's a guy on youtube uh who does fast food reviews he's known as the review bra Okay, so he does. He'll go get the new thing from McDonald's and Burger King or whatever. He also is into uh, shortwave radio, and he's a very compelling kind of weirdish guy. He has a podcast, and each episode is like four hours long, and I can just like listen to it in the background and learn so much. It's called the Report of the Week. Jacob knows what it is. I don't know if Jacob's ever listened to the podcast, but it's unbelievable. It's like this guy knows everything about everything, and he has the most soothing voice I've ever heard. The report of the week is I've never heard of it. Is it popular? I have no idea. It's got to be pretty niche because the guy's like popular on YouTube uh, for these food reviews, but he has this like, it's almost like an alter ego, but it's just like him talking about other things and he'll talk about politics and world matters and food and his suits. He always wears a suit, like a full on, like the, the guy it's, he's, he's, he's strange, but he's very interesting. I need to check that out. I, I was going to go more mainstream, I think, or maybe that is mainstream and I'm just not with, with it. Uh, have you ever listened to how I built this? Yes. I love that. I haven't listened to it recently, but it's always, it's always waiting for me. Yeah. It's, it's really good. I, uh, 
I, I, I was, I don't know why we're talking about this, but I was right. over at a friend's house last night. A couple of guys were over there backyard deal. And, uh, we were, we went for like an hour talking about our favorite, how I built this episodes <laughs> and which, one which is, friends, which is what, what's your, uh, I think my favorite one is the Lara bar one. Have you heard that one? <sighs> No, but I, we, uh, we probably keep that company in business. So <laughs> I, I think that's what everybody who eats Lara bars says actually, because <laughs> I'm with you, but my, one of my buddies, I won't out him because I want this for posterity. He, him and the other guy that were there are starting a company together and he messaged, uh, Guy Raz, the, mm-hmm. the host. And he told him, Hey, in a couple of years, we're, you're going to be interviewing us for your show. <laughs> Which is sick. That's so bravado. It's like uh it's like Hello World, right? Like it like the tiger thing in in, uh ninety-six. So anyway, I thought that was funny. That's not why I started talking about podcasts, (laughs) but if you do listen to Stitcher, there there are a couple of good podcasts for you to download. We almost vamped long enough to see what Scott Stallings and Bryce Garnett are gonna do on their final hole, but we'll put a pin, we'll put a pin in those guys. We've got a team in at 10 under par a 62. This is the four ball round one. So everybody playing their own ball and the best score from the team gets counted for the team's score. And we've got the Norwegian swinging Pete's up top, Victor Hovland <laughs> and Christopher Ventura uh, at 10 under KP. This is um, it, it certainly Ventura. I mean, if you look at world rankings, this would not be one of the favorites, but they certainly got a lot of steam. They were certainly an interesting team when you consider what Hovland brings to the table. And the fact that this is such a comfortable pairing that goes a long way in this format. Yeah, it's it's funny because if you go back and listen to our Tuesday show, I wanted to like them coming into the week. Like I was I was looking for reasons to 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 bet to be on board with them to to put a top, you know top ten or whatever, and it just it didn't it didn't add up. I, I mean, like Ventura is not he's fine. He's he, he's you know I think for him like he's a good corn fairy tour player right now. He's just not at that level where you're like, okay, this makes sense that they would go out and, and, and win this tournament. And so it, it, if you're looking at it, the the path would be, okay, maybe Hovland is playing great golf. Well, he, he's, oh, he's been playing okay, but he's kind of fallen off. So for them to go out, shoot 62, um, I, I mean, I, I didn't expect it. I, I expected them to do something decent, but I didn't, I didn't see 62 in there from them early on. So yeah, it's cool. You know, I, I read their transcript afterwards and they're talking about like, we've played so many rounds together, not just Oklahoma state, but also, and I didn't, I, don't, I didn't consider this, I guess, but just the national team in, in Norway growing up together. Um, so they've, they've done this a lot. And I think that that is, it's probably more meaningful an alternate shot, but it's still meaningful anytime you're playing a team event together. Yeah, there's going to be another level of trust that comes on Friday and eventually on Sunday when you're playing uh, the same ball. The team that we are waiting, they are finishing up on their final hole of the day. It's Bryce Garnett. It's Scott Stallings. They're currently 10 under, so My they're boy. tied with Ventura. Yeah, our, our the very own Scott Stallings uh, tied <laughs> with the, the Norwegians. Um, I was looking at this earlier, KP. So this was the team. This was the most average team in the field, literally. So I combined all of the partners' stats together to get a combined average. And for Garnett and Stallings, they were within 1,000th of a stroke 
no, sorry, one one hundredth of a stroke of zero in all four major categories. They are like the dead even average team, which I got to tell you in this format, that's not the worst because you just kind of give yourself a lot. Like you you don't have any deficiencies. You don't really have a bunch of strengths. You just kind of give yourself enough looks. Yeah, it's kind of like a uh, like a much worse version of Cantlay and Xander. Right. Right. Like when we talk about, yeah, a lot worse. I mean, (laughs) it's all relative, but like when we talk about Cantlay and Xander, we talk about, okay, there's no holes, right? Like they, 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 those two. And again, that's another team that I was kind of fading coming into this week. But if you say who are the two most complete players in the world, not the best, but the most complete, it might be Xander and, and Cantlay. And that's like, again, Stallings and Garnett are not at that level, but it's a little bit the same philosophy, right? If you're looking at, at, uh, you know, how to put four rounds together at this particular event. Trying to pick out there. There's so many interesting names at the top here. So let's do this one. Billy Horschel, Sam Burns, they shot a nine under 63. Sam Burns accounted for eight of those birdies. So Billy Horschel, uh, you know, coming into the week was, we know he was doing some reconnaissance. He was trying to find the right guy, the right partner for the course. I think he, I think he found his man. Yeah, I think he did. Uh, did you expect that from them coming in? You picked them, right? Uh, I did not pick them. I was pretty warm on them. I, I didn't have them available available to use in a one and done. I think I went differently for pick to win. But this this was a team that was pretty popular in like the fantasy circles just because Horschel's won it twice, once as an individual, once as a single guy. And Burns... As a single guy. A single guy. And like we, we, we love the Burns upside. Like the fact that... I mean, he especially to start the season, he ha- he would have two or three legitimate ceiling rounds every single week, and that's super dangerous in this format. Yeah, it is, but it, it's just so hard to like. It's almost like the thing where uh, you try to time the stock market, right? Like, and you're like, oh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get in at the bottom and then ride it out. And with Burns, it's like it it and I haven't looked at like the specific numbers, but it seems like way up and then way down. And right. you don't know like when to enter into that. He had what is that eight of their nine birdies? Yep. And and he had like and it I watched them this morning. It it felt like he had all of them. And I mean he had put he had good looks for Eagle. I don't think he made one. He was really, really dialed in on Thursday morning. Yeah, it's interesting because you know, you I think looking at the way some of the cards are constructed is interesting. And some of it is like timing, who puts out first or whatever. But I was like, you almost have like a guy that sometimes you have a guy that's making all the pars and another one that's just kind of going for broke, like bogeys and birdies. That That's kind of what happened with uh, Ryan Palmer and, and John Rahm. I don't know where they, uh, did they finish they're at seven? St- they're still out there as last I saw. I think they were at seven. They're under. done. Yeah, Three. they're done. Seven under. And uh, Palmer makes all these pars and then Rahm will chip in a birdie every once in a while. But he also didn't he didn't play as well as he normally does. So I, I, there is the, you know, sometimes it's like, well, we'll just pick the two best guys, but there is a little bit of like, okay, uh, this is kind of like, there's a little bit of more strategy than maybe I give it credit for. There, there is a incredible value to being the steady guy though, because if you're giving your partner an opportunity to like Bubba and Scheffler this morning, so they ended up going out and I've got a little, I've got a funny 
tidbit about these guys, but they went out shot a 64. It's eight under. They're they're well in the mix of this. They were all over the place. Like it was, it was these, they were just playing their own ball, going for broke. There is a lot of value into being the Billy Horschel, which is hit the middle of the fairway, hit the middle of the green. No, you're not going to take worse than par any hole and have one of these super high upside guys just start going for pins. Well, and that's what happened. So, uh, front nine, Rom and, and Ryan Palmer, uh, Palmer makes Eagle at two and then he makes five pars in a row. And I went back and looked and, and Rom was, he was kind of in there to, to make par on a lot of those, but not all of them. And so it, it, it is valuable because you, you, you're right. Like you hold a round together, you to, to make a bogey here or two bogeys is just so deflating. You can't because then yeah. then you start pressing and it's like it just you know it it can get it can get kind of sideways so yeah I don't know it, it's it's certainly interesting. Sam Burns made the most birdies on Thursday. He made eight with seven was Christopher Ventura and Kyle Stanley, Brian Stewart, Mark Hubbard each made six. So those were your like individual bird. And again, you could have two guys who have birdie looks and the guy makes it first. So it's not, it's yeah. not perfect, but it's out there. Uh, Scheffler and Bubba did in fact reveal how they became a team. And it was essentially um, Bubba texted eight or nine guys. They all said no. Scotty texted four or five guys. They all said no. And uh, they just hooked up. <laughs> did you see the uh did you see the video of this? Yeah, where they're they're just standing there in front of like it's like a it's like a, it's not their presser, I guess they're just taking questions. And Scheffler like tells the story and he kind of does it in a way of like, hey, I'm he seemed like he was kind of joking, but maybe not. Like I, I couldn't really tell. And then everybody looks at Bubba and he was like, Yeah, that's pretty much how it went, <laughs> which was just the like the way he said it was, was really funny. Um, there's a lot of big names at the top of this board though, you know, uh, Cantley and Xander. I'm fascinated by what they do tomorrow, uh, because somebody was pointing this out. Uh, they went two and zero in, in, uh, alternate shot at the president's cup. Um, uh, Usti and Schwartzel have had a ton of success here. Leishman and Cam Smith shot 63. So it, it feels like, we haven't even talked about Cam Champ and Tony Finau, but it, it seems like kind of the some of the bigger names. I don't know where Wolf and Morikawa ended up, but some of the bigger names had pretty good uh, first rounds on Thursday. Yeah, Wolf and Morikawa were only two under. They are certainly oh. going to need a big day in alternate shot, which doesn't feel like their best format, but we shall see. We're going to talk about what's going to happen on Friday and potentially for the rest of the week. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. And we're back. So uh, alternate shot on Friday. This is where things start to really, you know, parse themselves out. We're going to find there's going to be a lot worse scores. I think Mark said the the lowest any team has ever shot in, the, in that format is a 65, something like that. While the, yeah. the, re- the record for four ball is like there's been multiple 60s that have been shot. So uh, there's certainly going to be not nearly the scoring. And what, what are we looking for? Because we can take this from a couple of different angles. We can take it from the experience angle. That's, that's the Cantlay, Xander. These guys have literally played 
uh, best ball or excuse me, alternate shot together. We could take it from complementary skill sets angle. We could take it from a comfort angle. Uh, how do you want to approach this? Well, I, I think it's, uh, you know, can the teams that you don't really expect to be good at alternate shot, can, can they, can they play well on Friday? Right. So I look at like Cam Champ and Fino and you're like, yeah, it makes sense that they would be good in best ball, but are they going to be good in alternate shot? You know, like, like Champ is his short game is just not very good. And, you know, if one of them starts spraying it off the tee a little bit, it's like, oh, you could shoot like 76 tomorrow. So I, I think that's the thing where it's like, who, who, which, which teams do you feel like can go the lowest on Saturday? And can they just kind of keep it together on Friday to give themselves to shoot, to give themselves a chance to shoot another 62, 63, 64 uh, in the third round when they, when right, they go back to best ball? Here are the odds. So uh, Cam Smith and Mark Leishman are the favorites over at William Hill. They're six to one. I like that team. Uh, Shawfleet and Cantlay, seven and a half to one. Rom and Palmer, nine to one still. They were, I think they're seven under at the moment. So they're, they've got a little bit of work to do. So here's, here's what I kind of think here, KP. There are teams that have deficiencies, which I think deficiencies get magnified in this alternate shot format on Friday. Like the Keegan Bradley, Brendan Steele team. I like that team a lot this week. They mm-hmm. certainly they scare me in alternate shot. That, yeah. That's that's where I'm worried. Um, less wor- I'm also, I also love the Bubba and Scotty Scheffler team. Very worried about alternate shot for those guys because playing with Bubba ain't easy. Like it's, it's not. Playing his ball, I just it's just different. Guys that are super solid. Like I'm pretty bullish on Friday about Xander Cantlay, Leishman Smith, even like um, uh, the Horschel Burns team, man. Like they just, yeah. Horschel's, Horschel's not going to get you in trouble. Schwartzel Usti. Schwartzel Usti. Yeah. That's kind of yeah. the way I'm taking this. Yeah. I think that's good. I had something else on, I forgot what I was going to say. While I, you're thinking about that, do you want to take a guess at who's in last place? If you don't scroll down, if you haven't yet. Uh, I think I saw it. Is it, uh, is it Piercy and Aksha? No, they actually played well. They were seven. Is it Ar- Arjun Atwal? Uh, yeah. So he's one of them. Arjun Atwal and Kyrdet Afi Barnrat are one under they're in, they're in the clubhouse. So there's a couple teams at one under, but the most surprising certainly has to be the Kisner Scott Brown team, which is, yeah. this has been their, this has been their jam for however many years. Yeah, that is surprising. Um, I just, <sighs> I don't know. I the the uh, oh, I know what I was going to say. I had Keegan and uh, Brendan Steele top ten. I, I I really liked. I think it was top ten, maybe top twenty. I really liked them coming in. But you're right. Like they're 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 that it's alternate shop might not go well. Um, right. It's it feels like it's it's Xander and and Cantlay's tournament to lose. Right. <sighs> e- probably. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Cam, Cam Smith and Cam Smith and Leishman are, have been playing really well. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. One of those two teams, and that's why they're the favorites. But yes, I I do think that we're we are this this leaderboard is going to be very telling this time tomorrow when some of these teams at the top only shoot one under or whatever. Like it, it's really hard to to try to determine where we're at at this point in the tournament. Do you know what the worst? Uh, so this tournament's been going on for three years. The worst uh, f- uh, 
first round, it wasn't the first round in 2017, but the first best ball round score has been by the eventual winner. Oh, by the eventual winner. Oh my God. Yeah. It's gotta be, uh, the worst. Okay. So it's got to be like, cause a, I, think, I think that's helpful when you're, when we're talking about like, okay, well, who, who's kind of in this 65 or 66. It was 65. Okay. So 65, so that's 64 and 62 were the three first, uh, best ball scores by the eventual champion. So yeah, I think the seven, eight, nine, ten. there's just, it's hard if you're, everybody's so bunched up up there, it's going to be kind of chaotic. I think over the next, at least two days. Then so by if we Sunday, go by- Sunday, it kind of feels like it separates out and the guys at the top are just trying not to shoot something over par. Right. Right. So the, if we go by that logic, there's 24 teams at seven under or better. It keeps alive. Raman Palmer it keeps alive. Willett and Hatton. It keeps alive. Obviously, Cantlay, Shoffley, Smith, Leishman, and all those other names. So that's basically yeah. the deepest we would go. Yeah. Okay. KP, anything else? Fun little, fun little Thursday. Yeah, it's great. It's, uh, yeah, I think that's all I got. You can hit me up on Twitter for all your other podcast needs. Hit up Kyle Porter for all <laughs> your other podcasting needs. You can find him on Twitter at Kyle Porter CBS. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut. I'll catch you next time. 